Countryman, lend me thine ear. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies Yes, this is a channel for vegans and vegans only. If you aren't vegan, please kindly. Well, you heard the man. You heard the man. You heard the man. Get the heck out of here. I said, get out. You know what's funny is that lately, I've been I've been um, clipping out. So before the affirmation, I'll do like, hey, carnies, this ain't for you. And I've been clipping that out into a short. And those have been doing really well. Do you remember when Nilf was saying like the algorithm on YouTube's broken? The algorithm for vegans is broken. The algorithm for vegan is the algorithm for vegans is broken because if you were any other kind of content creator, you would go viral with people who actually liked you. But if you're vegan, you only go viral with people who hate you. So when you go viral, you only you don't get vegans commenting on your stuff. You get people who hate you. Carnies. You get people who murder animals liking your stuff. That's what happens. So it kind of sucks because every time of every time a vegan like pops up, you get mad hate. And it it's kind of interesting. I think other activists must get the same way. Do you think that like gay rights activists get the same thing? Like if you're an animal rights activist, so if you're an animal rights activist and you're and one of your pieces of content fly goes straight to the roof, then all of a sudden everyone hates you. Do you think the same thing is true about gay rights activists or black rights activists or feminist rights activists? Do you think that if any other activist group posts something on YouTube, they only get hate vibes back? I want to know. I, if you are if you are active in those communities, please leave a comment and let me know because I would love to understand the algorithm a little bit better. Because I, I would wager that because veganism or in the whole animal rights movement, because virality works from people sharing something that provokes them, the provocation is always going to be negative. I think, but with veganism, there's so much, there's so many more, the opposition's so, so much bigger. Like if you were a black rights activist, the opposition isn't as large. It's still a problem. I'm not going to say it's not, but it's still a huge problem, but the opposition is smaller and, and more quiet because they're not going to, they don't like, racists don't like, no, doesn't, racists don't like, no, let everyone know they're racist. Racists don't like it when you know they're a racist. That's why even the old days they wore hoods. But a carny, a speciesist, they'll come out right out and say it. They'll come right out and say it, that they want to kill animals, abuse animals. That's something that they'll, they're very proud of. It's an odd thing. That's the thing. YouTube is not for us. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. YouTube might not be for us, but you know what? We're still here. People like all these utilitarians seem to be. Maybe that's what it is. That's why all these utilitarians do. Are, that's why we always end up talking about utilitarians and not animal rights people because real vegans, real animal rights people, they only get hate. But the utilitarians, they get a lot more love because that's such an american thing isn't it like a utilitarian mindset like the patriarchy and uh, tells me what to do because this is perfectly rational yeah uh that, that makes sense i think guys that are like yeah toxic diet culture i'm i'm lifting weights i'm lifting weights i'm lifting weights and i'm a utilitarian debate bro i think that i think that those guys they just get more traction with the algorithm they probably get a lot more love from the algorithm too i think they just get because because of their because utilitarianism it's it's not it's not really a a revolutionary mindset is it it's not really talking about revolution just saying well you know the greater good uh yeah the, the, the. my anti-probation videos usually don't have a problem <laughs> anti-probation don't have a problem okay that makes sense. Anti-probation don't have a problem with haters, with trolls. I think it's fine that promoting animal welfare is part of PETA's mission statement or platform. I'm really happy for you, Sky. Vegan Stallion, thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, just because an organization, you sign up for a tour with an organization doesn't mean that you adopt every single thing about that organization. And by the way, um, mostly they are these days preaching abolition, which is one of the reasons why I really got. So what happened was, let me tell you that story. So there I was at a protest in Los Angeles and I was like, oh man, my channel and da, 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 da. We were just talking. I was talking with Matt Brown, who's a grassroots organizer with PETA. And he, and I said, you know what? PETA's so great that when I went vegan, I really was uh, reliant on some of PETA's resources. And I asked him if they're still doing certain things that I remember back in the day. And he said, yeah, we're still doing stuff like that. And I, and I, we were talking about like what my favorite things were and things I didn't like. You know, we're just talking, you know, just shooting the shit, having some, uh, having some beers, I think. I don't know, just chilling. And uh, I said, um, yeah, it, I, the thing is I'm an abolitionist and there's so much welfareism with PETA. And he said, yeah, that's a valid concern, but these days they are positioning themselves as an abolition organization. And I went, really? Are you shaggy? And so he said, yeah, check it out. And he like showed me some things and I went, well, that's really makes me a little bit more on the side of PETA, to be honest. Okay, okay. And he said, well, what are you doing in the fall? Because uh, there might be a thing that we, we can need you for. And I went, cool. Let's go for it. And this is that's how it happened. So now on Tuesday, I'm supposed to be in Virginia. We'll see if it works out. It's, there's still a couple things in the air. But by Tuesday, I'm supposed to be in, in, the, in PETA headquarters. First time I'm ever going there. I've driven by it. I've driven by the PETA building. But I've never been inside. So next Tuesday, I'm supposed to go inside of the PETA building. Oh, isn't that cool? I think that's pretty cool. So I, I, I'm really excited about it. I'm not really excited about traveling on Labor Day weekend. But you never know what will happen. Things are interesting, you know. If they're a majority, they think they're strong. It's true. 
That's why vegan cooking channels get subs and su views and subs. Okay, so you're right. Turning veganese, you get utilitarians and cooking channels. They get a lot of subs and a lot of love. That's right. That's right. That's true. Because that's anti... Because usually that's... Um, do you remember when a vegan ab abolitionista was here? And she was saying... Because I, I asked her point blank. I said what is white veganism and she said white veganism really is colonial thought patriarchal thought and toxic diet culture and i went wow toxic diet culture that is there is a lot of that in veganism she's like that's white veganism it's all about diet and toxic diet culture and like getting big or getting hot or i'm like god damn Okay, and it kind of like that is okay. That's the definition of white veganism. I'm not I'm not down with it, and so I think that also <laughs> toxic white veganism is what is popular on YouTube. Have you noticed that? Have you ever have you ever noticed that it's all diet stuff, uh, extreme extreme toxic diet stuff, extreme workout stuff, utilitarian debate, bro. That's all like super toxic. I hate you. No, you're wrong. No, you're. I just owned you. Boom. You know all that stuff. That's uh, that's that's what's popular. Yeah, peace, love, and um, animal rights. That's just not not popular on on um, on YouTube. Yeah, but we're changing that. Autism groups are full of haters. They are autistic autistic rights. That's full of haters. Wow. Mm. Oh, that tastes good. Carney tears are so good in the morning. Well, society isn't necessarily on our side, so it doesn't matter what platform we are on, really. All publicity is publicity. Okay, well, that's true. That's true. No, we were talking about, though, that when something goes viral on YouTube, right, in any other niche, if something went viral, it's because YouTube found your tribe. They found your people. And so you get all nothing but love. Well, mostly, right? There's always going to be trolls, but you get nothing but love. And, but on the opposite, if a vegan video goes viral, like my stuff, I try to make stuff for vegans. But when my stuff goes viral, it's not because a bunch of more vegans find my content, which is what I want to happen. What I want to happen is a bunch more vegans ca come in. They're like, Sky, wow. I really like your brand of of awesome. I can't wait to get to know you better. That's what I want to do. I want to build community and then say, hey, check out this community we have. Meet all, meet all my VFFs. They're all cool people. Wouldn't it be fun to hang out? But instead of that happening, <clears throat> what happens is they YouTube pushes all my content to people who hate me. That is, um, I think... And I'm not the only one who said that. Neil, uh, no injustice lasts forever was actually the person who said that to me, and now I believe it. Sounds like a great experience, a great exposure. At any case, I totally agree with you, Vegan Stallion. It's going to be one of the craziest, coolest experiences I've ever had. It really is, I think, um, uh, an animal rights for an animal rights activist. What could be better? What can be? What could be cooler for an animal rights activist to get paid to travel across the country and go and visit all the universities, talk to all these bright minds, hopefully, and some carnies, of course, you know, talk to all these different people. I mean, I, I would love that. I, I, I just can't wait. You know, don't forget, everyone talks shit on PETA, but you know why Gary Yarovsky's famous, right? 
because he was touring for PETA. That's where he did all those speeches when he went to college campuses all over. And he says, if you want to go, <laughs> the proclamation of the emancipation of the mind was not your rectification of the animal exploitation. I just made that up because it's not that hard to be a slam poet. But um, Gary Yarofsky, the way he would talk <laughs> with the slam poetry, like, but he, he did that because of PETA. PETA paid for that. They, everyone like, I hate PETA, but I love Gary Yarofsky. Well, it's the, uh, uh, gah, as, as AJ would say. Anti-prohibition, i.e. pro-safer choice, yes to safer drugs, vids, so only get problems from alcoholics and brainwashed reefer madness types, but better over the last 15 years. Mm, interesting. Okay, but do you feel, Baza, do you feel like YouTube pushes your content to people who are like-minded or who are totally against you? Did I hear my name mentioned? Yeah, I was just talking about you. I was saying nice things about you. I was saying nice things about you, Nilfi. Where you been? I haven't seen you for a while. Hello, Pigstream. Pig's dream. Oh my God, I was thinking about you. Last night, I made this amazing pesto pasta and Pig's Dream sent me this incredible homemade hot sauce that exploded in my face and I got pepper sprayed when I, when I opened it. <laughs> I'll never forget that. But oh my God, the hot sauce is so goddamn good. And um, I was using, I, I was eating it last night. Unbelievable. Why do they hate PETA so much? Hmm. There's a lot of reasons why people hate PETA. Uh, I do not share any of that. I've never hated PETA, so I know understand why. Um, but I get why people are sensitive. Their whole thing is triggering people, right? That's their whole thing, is like sounding extreme, doing the sexy, the sexy campaigns. People don't like that. They do the um, I'd rather go naked for than wear fur. They did the I. I'd rather be naked than go to NFL. They do that type of stuff that's supposed to trigger people. They um, they have a euthanasia policy that a lot of people really despise. They um, let me let me see. Oh, the reason why uh, they they compared um, they compared dog breeders to the KKK. They uh, you know they do stuff that triggers people, so people get angry and they hate PETA. That's what happens. Yeah. Did you go from 1.5 to 1.6K subs? I did, Angel Vignaroli. I, I did. Thank you. Antonio Diaz. Uh, PETA still top. Talking about vivisection, zoo exploitation, breeding, etc. Humane society, mercy for animal turned welfare. Um, yeah. There you go. Um, that's, that's kind of the thing, Antonio. See, a lot of... So... <laughs> So a lot of non-vegans don't like PETA because they're too extreme, and a lot of vegans don't like PETA because they're not extreme enough. Um, PETA these days is just talking abolition, so I'm always into it. Is that mustache shade then, or did you already do that? My mustache at 2K. At 2K, the mustache goes away. I'm actually worried because if I'm, if I'm on the road, how am I going to shave my mustache off? I don't know, no. I figure if I hopefully I'll get to 2K before next Monday, next Tuesday. 
Benji, I like PETA because they're not extreme enough. <laughs> you like them because they're not extreme enough. Well, I don't know. I have always kind of been um, – I think that if you love something, you should you should criticize it. And when they asked me, they asked me, do you disagree with any of PETA's campaigns? I said no, but some are easier to defend than others. That's what I said when they interviewed me. So – and I, I, I stand by that. I don't disagree with any of their of their campaigns. If they're all for animal uh, animal liberation, but if you think about like, well, do you, can you defend certain ones and their tactics? Yeah, but it's, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes they just push because someone on Facebook posts a link first. Momentum builds and YouTube pushes more. Ah, okay, Baza. Okay, Baza. Baza. You know, I don't know if you guys have heard, but there is another hurricane hitting America. It's called Hidia Idalia. Idalia. Hurricane Idalia strengthens to a hurricane pushing a surge of ocean water toward Florida. They're saying there will be 12 foot waves hitting Florida. What do you think about that? The Gulf pushes in. Um, I hope it doesn't hit New Orleans. Today in history, of course, well, we'll find out, but this is a very important day in history for New Orleans. Yeah, I heard it was the euthanasia thing about them people didn't like. People really dislike the euthanasia stuff. Yeah, do you euthanize? But they're called they're called the uh, people for the ethical treatment of animals. Uh, do you ethically euthanize animals? That's a question. Hannah Moon loves PETA. All right. Do you guys think how many animals do you think will be murdered, <coughs> will be hurt in uh, Hurricane Adalia? I can't believe Ron DeSantis is urging people along a wide stretch to make final preparations before the hurricane makes landfall. Well, California just had its first hurricane in 80 years. It was a it was a uh, tropical storm. And I want to say, like, it wasn't that big of a deal. What's the big deal? What are you guys always talking about, how hard it is? Like, it wasn't that big, a little bit of rain. But in Florida, I think that their hurricanes are a totally different vibe, you know? So I really uh, am a little bit worried about this. Luckily, I'm not in Florida. But goddamn, it looks pretty scary. It looks pretty scary. I have admired PETA's straightforwardness and how provocative for a while. Some people hate them because they're provocative. This is a thing, but I'm not one of them. Katrina is now officially legal age. Did you read ahead on Today in History, Nilf? God dang it. Gah! You're not supposed to read ahead, you know. This is the pre-shift, you know. Yeah, it's the pre-shift, well, you know. <laughs> Let's do the... um. The word of the day is oxymoron. The word of the day is oxymoron. Oxymoron, you probably know. Hannah Moron Vegan probably knows. <laughs> Why did you change your name to Hannah Moron Vegan? Yeah, um, oxymoron. You probably already know this. It's like military intelligence, right? Yeah, it's an it's two two incongruous con contradictory elements. Can you? What's your favorite oxymoron? We have cruel kindness, an open secret. That's a, that, that's pretty good. Open secret's pretty fun. Cruel kindness. Uh, her favorite Shakespeare play, Romeo and Juliet. 
Do you know what's funny? So I studied Shakespeare in college, and you know it's actually Romeo and Juliet. It's two. They're both two syllables. It's not. We you hear it, people normally say, "Well, Romeo and Juliet," but it's not. It's actually Romeo and Juliet. Isn't that weird? Something that you'll learn when you're in college studying Shakespeare. Not uh, that's a fact that I'll never be able to use. <sighs> It's filled with clever wordplay, oxymorons such as sweet sorrows and heavy lightness. <gasps> Partings are such sweet sorrows. It's during the during the. Uh, that's once a bed, once again a do, a do, a do. That's from the uh, balcony speech, but I don't know where light heavy heavy lightness comes from. Heavy lightness, I don't know where that comes from, but. Partings are such sweet sorrows is uh, oxymoron from from Shakespeare's time. And of course they've been talking oxymoron is something that the the Greeks invented. Until I now until now I thought enjoyable science book was an oxymoron. Spalding proved me wrong. I learned a lot and had fun doing it. Turns out a spoonful of snark helps the factoids go down. Oh, that's cute. In the most delightful way. A hand a spoonful of snark. A snark. A snark is a snide remark. Lewis Carroll loved that stuff. And uh, Jack London named his boat the snark. The snark did not make it around the world. But the cruise of the snark was Jack London's great final book. It was his last book. And it was an incredible book. The cruise of the snark. If you ever want to have fun reading a book, that's a good one. That's a good one. Kind Carney. Oh, I like that. Fighting for peace. I love that. I love that. I like that. I was thinking like enduring freedom. Katrina, uh, let me see. Because if people see me as a moron, I-D-G-A-F, at least it always it's always for the animals. All right, Hannah Moron Vegan. There you go. She's oxymoron. She's got a three. She's got Moron Vegan. That's oxymoron. I like that. Vegan Knave up in the house. Vegan Knave is oxymoronic, isn't it? A vegan Knave. That's an oxymoron. Yeah. I was in a hurricane many years ago in New Orleans. In Nolens. Nolens. I didn't know how to swim, says Braveheart. Decided to walk underwater from tree to tree. That did not work. Learned how to swim after that, LOL. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would, make a, that would make sense, learn how to swim. How did you not know how to swim, my friend? It's strange to me that people make it to adulthood not knowing how to swim. How did you, how, you know, John Wayne never walked up behind you and threw you in the river? Now that you're going to swim now, little partner, I'll tell you. Let me tell you, little partner, you're going to learn how to swim. Um, uh, kissing my horse. Funeral service in German. Trauerfeier. Yeah, that is oxymoron. Trauer means sad, and fire means celebration. So Trauerfeier. I like that. Trauerfeier. You know, it's funny. In German, when you leave on Friday night from an office, everyone goes, Feierabend. <laughs> Feierabend. And that means, like, celebration evening. But I think it really means like it's the weekend, bitch, or Friday, Feierabend, grief celebration. Yeah, trauer, uh, sadness, trauer, grief. Yeah, grief celebration. Benji coming in with the German oxymorons. Hell yeah, 
Not bad. I like that. Calm storm. Were you here when it, yesterday was uh was uh Johannes Wolfgang von Goethe's birthday yesterday and you know he was about the Sturm und Drang. RV is a moron. <laughs> Cole. Ah oh, jeez, Cole. Re is an animal rights activist. Do I need to even say it? <laughs> Nilf. I thought I thought you were gonna say something about that. Yeah. The unreasonable plant-based person. That's what his name should be. All right. What's the did you know? The ancient Greeks exhaustively classified. I told you he's from the ancient Greeks. The elements of rhetoric and or effective speech and writing and gave the name oxymoron. Literally pointed foolishness. Ah, oxy means pointed. Okay. Ooh, that makes sense. Because oxygen. Oxygen means pointed. Okay. In German... Oxygen is Sauerstoff, which means like angry material. <laughs> so pointed would make sense, right? Um, to the deliberate juxtaposition of seemingly contradictory words, the roots of oxymoron, oxys meaning sharp or keen, and moros meaning foolish are nearly antonyms themselves, making oxymoron nicely self-descriptive. Oh, I love that. Oxymoron originally applied to a meaningful paradox condensed into a couple of words such as precious bane or lonely crowd or sweet sorrow. Today, however, that is commonly cited as an oxymoron is often simply a curiosity of language where one or both elements have multiple meanings, as in jumbo shrimp doesn't mean small, it means sea creature. Yes, and we don't eat shrimp. God damn it. Don't eat shrimp. What's the problem? They're sea life, not seafood. Dumb people. Or uh, carnies. Or a phrase whose elements seem antithetical in spirit as in organized chaos. Ooh, organized chaos is kind of oxymoronic, isn't it? I like that. Organized chaos. Oxymoron. It's a word you know, but hopefully, sometimes I learn the most from these on words that I know. I hope that you did too. Oxymoron's the word of the day. I hope that you're able to use. Humane slaughter is my favorite oxymoron. Nilf, thank you for bringing it. This is why, Nilf, this is why we need you here at Pre-Shift, man. Where you been? Damn it. I missed you, Nilfie. Coming in with the right, coming in with the real oxymorons for veganism. Humane slaughter. That's a good one. Nice. Nice. See, that was not something that, see, this is a team effort. This is a team effort. Um, some shrimp may not be sentient, though. Oh, <laughs> why you, why I yada, why I, well, to the moon, Alice, to the, to the Hannah moon, Alice. Some shrimp might be, might not be sentient, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny thank you so much for that thank you uh i don't know if you guys noticed but i wanted to share this uh very quickly which was um the epa in ireland deletes a tweet encouraging people to cut down meat now i think that this was is so funny because i feel like this is where you start to see the cracks you start to see the cracks because when you start seeing like the Irish EPA goes, tic-tac, tic-tac, tic-tac. Um, maybe we should eat less meat. And then someone's like, 
what the fuck did you just say? Do you want us to all to kill you? Do you want to die? Because that's what's going to happen if you think that's what's going to happen, you Irish. You think you think it's okay to say we're not supposed to eat meat to save the planet? Do you know who's in charge here? Do you know do you know who butters our bread? That's exactly what happened. So, the Irish EPA said, "Okay, uh, maybe we should eat less meat because obviously that's the cause of uh you know, global climate change. So here it is. Ready to be healthier, wealthier, and more fabulous? Cut down on your red meat intake. <laughs> the planet when you reduce your meat intake. Look at this. This was their meme. Check this out. You don't this is this is hilarious to me. Come on. That's so funny. That's so funny. I <laughs> ready to be healthier, wealthier, and more fabulous. Cut down your red meat intake. Reduce food waste. We throw out about ten percent of the meat we buy. Actually, it's like forty percent. But okay, reduce your red meat consumption slowly. Veggies, lunch, meat free Mondays. Uh, meatless Mondays. Can't even get that. Pa- can't even get that past the censors now. Be more adventurous. Try veggie recipes. So obviously. They're not even saying go vegan, right? This shouldn't be. This should not have been something that like really ruffled anyone's feathers. But um, is that? Am I okay to say? Am I okay to say ruffled anybody's? It's not okay. It's not species. This is, okay. Cool. Ruffles feathers. Um, it shouldn't have got anyone's panties up in a bunch. Following a complaint from the IFA, what's IFA? The in the. Who's the IFA, the Ireland Food Administration, probably? The EPA released statements explaining its reasoning behind the tweet. It said it had a responsibility to offer advice that may help to protect and sustain our environment and lower carbon emissions. We regularly share sustainable options on social media platforms that some people might like to explore. This includes advice on food and food waste, they said. Huh? Helpful advice. The group added that it's engaging with agricultural groups and this and we are not and we are confident the engagement will bring clarity for all. So, okay, then it goes into the uh, but I think that's that's so funny to me. Come on. It was deleted after protests from the Irish Farmers Association. The group said it caused anger among farmers who feel it goes beyond the remit of the EPA and is not consistent with government gui- dietary guidelines. These farmers, these little meat flakes, they're standing in the way. But we, we want to destroy the planet, though. We want to destroy the planet. What's what's the problem? The Irish farmers want to destroy the planet, and you assholes are trying to tell people to stop eating red meat. Uh, yeah, because we're the Ireland uh, EPA. We were Environmental Protection Agency. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, but we want to we wanna destroy the planet. Yeah, but we're supposed to protect the planet, so we're a little bit at an impasse, no? But we'll delete the tweet. Oh my god. I think that's... It shows just just the cracks in the system starting to show, right? Like, like the spider webs. You start seeing them. Like... You weren't supposed to say that. You stepped out of line. Yeah, but it's hard to keep the truth. It's hard to keep the genie in the bottle. <laughs> name the shrimp. Is it name the shrimp? NSS. Ireland is a big farming country. They have farmers marching for their rights. Yeah. Marching for their rights to kill animals. 
it kind of ticks me off when plant-based news makes posts about Bob Barker or Paul McCartney when they're not vegan or Joey with Rogan. Uh, yeah, I mean, plant-based news does that sometimes. They're celebrity whores like everybody else. Uh, yeah, I make fun of them every time they do it. So, yeah, I totally agree. Forgot to like vegan, Nave. What the? F Come on, man. Who else has forgotten to like the video? Come on, man. I do the show every day. Please. Make it part of your ritual. Hit that thumb button. Hit that thumb button. It's the thumb like this. This one. Or hit this one. I don't care. But try this one. This one's good. This one's okay. This one's good. No one just to last forever. Barker took over the vegan news feed for 24 hours at least. I had no filter. <laughs> I had to filter his name out to find any news. Well, you know what? Whatever. Uh, is Bob Barker? Bob Barker. Whatever. They think whiskey is responsible for what? For farming or for the EPA or for the, the tweet? Someone someone, someone tweeted. They didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Well, it would make sense in Ireland for that not to, you know, for that to be the case, right? It would make sense. It would make sense. I think so. Yeah, it would make sense. <laughs> uh, do you think that um, – I, I, I keep on hearing this thing – from my carnies oh my god i can't tell you something so i get all of these negative comments on my shit and for the first time i got a flag i said that i was cyberbullying, but i never commented on anyone else's content i only commented on my own content responding and i think that should count right and so i got cyberbullying flag they're like if you keep talk leaving comments like that we're gonna ban you and i went you sons of bitches you carny meat flake bitches so i really think maybe what, what what do you guys think with carny trolls should you engage what do you think should should carny trolls should you engage with them should you uh ignore them should you delete them what do you think what do you think because i am in the habit of always responding something what do you think i would love to know what your opinion is on that because i don't want to get lose my youtube channel for cyberbullying by responding to carnies. Big Pharma pays the government. And they didn't even tell me what the comment was. It, they wouldn't even tell me what the comment was, which is particularly upsetting. Big Pharma pays the government that pays the farmers that are lost, and we all get sick and poor. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, exactly. Chance to talk. The carnies should have a chance to talk. Should, but talk, I, I talk and I get called a cyber bully because they don't like the they don't like the cut of my jib. You know what I'm saying? They don't like the cut of my jib. They don't like it at all. No sir, they don't like it. And they didn't even tell me what which comment was the one that they hated. So it's very it's very um, confusing. Yeah, but there you go. So let me know what you think. No respect for animal abusers. I totally agree. Carney trolls just need to be trolled back but when i troll them i get called a cyber bully and i don't want to lose my youtube channel make it look like they are the stupid ones for people who cannot identify that they are a troll yeah you block them they want to they want you to respond so they can stir up trouble yeah but isn't that engagement is that what you're supposed to do on youtube is have engagement if you just block every carny is that shouldn't you be trying to get I look at it like outreach sometimes, you know? I think that the people who come to my channel, they're looking for abuse. They're looking for me to abuse them. But apparently, they're really sensitive. I sell one a link to 
dominion and muted them. Mm. Mm -mm. Mostly I ignore them, but sometimes I just lose it. And yeah. Just ban carnies. Too many people on vegan channels get into pointless convos with them. Lateral Alice. Okay. Yeah, I, that's kind of where I want to be, I think. I think so. Yeah, or maybe I should just put a put a link, watchdominion.org. Or maybe I put one of my, my links, why I'm vegan, right? I have the why I'm vegan video. Maybe I should put that on there. Just talk to them patronizingly. I do. I'm telling you. Normally, I'll use even like... I'll even say um, abuser and I'll do like A, B, U, 5, 3, R, S. So it looks like I'll, I'll, I'll type in leet speech abusers, but just so that I don't get caught by the AI. I, no, don't engage them. Don't marry meat flakes. <laughs> Never engage. Yeah, I tried all the approaches, but in the end, I just end up banning them. You just end up banning them? Really? Turning veganese? Sky's trolls piss me off sometimes. <laughs> yes! You're with me, Cole? Cole knows how I feel. I'm the same. They just like, they frustrate me. So I have to say something. But then nothing's worse than getting a, a notification that says, oh, you, you're a cyber bully. And I'm like, what? I'm the cyber bully. I have not, you guys are leaving comments on my shit. TV commentator asks Psychic, if and when there will be a vegetarian movement to treat animals and ethically, if Psychic said yes, worldwide movement gains with with gains much success within ten years. Last week on YouTube, hey, there you go. Can it hurt you that some of us some of us answers a bit angry? No, it won't hurt me. No, if you answer angry, it won't hurt me. If I answer angry, it might hurt me. That's what sucks, because if I lose this account, that would be a big problem for me. I've worked really friggin' hard on this, so that would really, 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 really suck. <sighs> or even if I had to, like, be... Because usually when they ban... When YouTube starts censoring you, they take away your live stream abilities, and that really would suck, because uh, that's mostly what I do, you know what I'm saying? Mostly what I do every day. Um... <clears throat> I really want to talk about today in history. As uh, Nilf already alluded to, today in history, we've got a lot going on. Uh, the Battle of the Mohawks in a decisive battle, okay? Portugal. You know what's funny? I, I was watching a show, and they, they, they brought up some town called Accra, and they went to Accra, and I was like, oh, that was like on, uh, on, on today in history. The Battle of Accra happened today, and <laughs> everyone looks at me, and I'm going, oh... Yeah, well, Battle of Acre happened today in history. That's all. No big deal. I know things. Okay, Great Britain and China signed Treaty of Nanking to end the Opium War. That's pretty cool. 1842. You know, the Opium War was kind of crazy. The Brits grew opium in, like, Afghanistan region, India. They grew opium. They didn't want to take... They didn't want opium coming back to England, so they took the opium to China. And China, they sold... Uh, they they sold the, the opium to China and got tea because that's what they wanted. And then they would take the tea back to England and they would get silver. But the silver then could stay in England, you see. That way you wouldn't have to bring the silver back and forth from one country to the other. They closed the loop. The English were always very good at this, this like weird three-pronged, three uh, you know, uh, weird economical system. They did that with uh, rum molasses and slaves they did the same thing 
where they would buy, they'd make rum, they'd sell the molasses, they'd buy, so they'd, they'd make rum, they, they'd buy the sugars, buy the sugar, make the rum, sell the molasses, buy slaves with rum, then sell the slaves for silver. It's a disgusting system, a really horrible system, but they knew how to do it. And so the trolls want you to lose your channel. Yeah, you're right, Lateral Alice, you're right. Yeah, just let me know when there's a troll comment worth answering. Otherwise, just ban them if it's that bad. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I think I'll just put a link. I'll just re start responding with a link. Hey, here you go. Watch. Watch this. Watch Dominion.org. Mm. Anyway, the opium was the opium uh, war ended today, which was kind of cool. That's kind of cool, right? Uh, they had to fight a war because the English were pushing drugs on them. The second Battle of Bull Run, the Union lost again. Thousands of troops were lost in 1862. This is the heat of the Civil War. Halfway through the Civil War, the, the Union was still losing. They could not win a battle. I don't know if you know your American history, but America, the Union, the anti-slavery anti people could not win a battle. This is something I think should speak to all abolitionists. They were fighting wars and couldn't win a battle. They couldn't do it. And so Sherman uh, went around the other side where all the fighting wasn't happened and just started burning down everyone's cities because the soldiers weren't home. He just started burning them all down. That's all he did. He just burned every city to the ground. Yeah, that's, that's how they did it. They called it the boa constrictor, right? They would go around the south and tighten it and tighten the noose. And it, and it worked. Uh, the, the South lost, started losing battles really quickly when everyone found out that their homes were being burnt down and their cities were being sacked behind them. Yeah. So check this out. This is Hurricane Katrina. That is today the second and third landfall happened today. We're talking $150 billion of damage, $115 billion of damage, one of the worst uh, disasters in American history today in history. Now, um, you probably know Natalie Fulton, the juggling vegan. She is from there or lives there anyway. And she, I asked her about it. She said it was, she was really young when it happened, but I wasn't. I remember vividly when this went at, when this went down and now in Florida, it's happening again. I really am worried that Florida with this idiot governor and what's going on there, it's just going to be a disaster. Every time that every time the East Coast gets hit by these things, ever since Katrina, I start thinking the worst. People were eating each other. People were killing each other. People were just dying in the water. It was just a very, very disgusting, horrible thing that happened. Um, Hurricane Katrina, an epic failure of George W. Bush, one of the worst things to ever happen. They call it the curse of the double O's, right? The curse of the double O's. If you're elected in a double O. You're cursed, a cursed president. Every time someone's born in 19... No, it, curse of the zero. If you're born in 60, 80... So in 1960, Kennedy was elected. He was shot. In 1980, Reagan was elected. He was shot. In 2000, um, in 2000 George W. Bush was elected. And you had 9-11 and Hurricane Katrina. So th they say that the, if you're elected in a, in a zero that that presidency is cursed the curse of the zero crazy right cliff richards played the first rock and roll british rock and roll song today 
1958 called Move It. I think that'd be a fun song to learn. Move It, Cliff Richards. I don't know that song. Do you know that song? Move It by Cliff Richards. All right. Birthdays. John Locke and uh, this guy's, a, I think, a golfer or tennis player. I don't care. But uh, Chris Hadfield was the first Canadian to do a spacewalk. He's pretty cool, right? First Canadian to ever do a spacewalk. He went to. He was also the commander of the ISS. People don't. People always forget Canada's amazing contributions to the space program. You know, a peace-loving people, the Canadians. They've always done incredible things. And uh, Chris Hadfield, yeah, super duper important Canadian. We also have Ingrid Bergman, who is in lots of movies, but she's mostly known for Casablanca. If you haven't seen Casablanca, I feel sorry for you, son. You should. John Locke is probably the most important philosopher ever to live. He uh, basically gave us America in a lot of ways. He, uh, American philosophy, if you, could, if you can call it that, was founded on John Locke. The idea of three inalienable human rights, life, liberty, and property, said John Locke. But um, in America, we changed that because they knew that not everyone should own property because <laughs> you don't want everyone owning property, do you? Not if you're a bunch of rich white landowners. So they said the inalienable human rights were life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, that was kind of a bastardization of John Locke's uh, ideas of the social contract. He, he followed the tradition uh, following the tradition of Francis Bacon, he is equally important to social contract theory. Yeah, all about the social contract. It influenced Voltaire, Rousseau, Scottish Enlightenment thinkers, as well as American revolutionaries. He contributed to classical republicanism and liberal theory. Yeah, he's one of the most important philosophers of all time. I hope you know who he is. But uh, we don't talk about him as much as we probably should because we all kind of just accept his stuff, you know, contract, social contract stuff, you know. Interesting. We're, it's funny. We were talking about social contract last night with Jess, and uh, and we just like, I don't know. I think that's kind of funny. We're just, just talking about social contract theory, and John Locke is kind of like the master of that, right? Um, but John McCain also, we were talking about him a couple days ago. He was a... Uh, he was shot down over Vietnam. He spent five years in a POW camp. He was the last Republican that I think that I liked, the last conservative that I ever thought was, I ever respected. Um, he's one of the most, he, he was the, a dying breed of old school, real time Republicans, just a conservative dude who uh, still cared about people and, and didn't, didn't, he just wasn't a hate monger, you know? He was an Arizona senator and, uh, and I think he, he, he left some big, big shoes to fill. And uh, John McCain's gone. He died in 2018 of a brain tumor, I think, or a stroke. And uh, yeah, it was a bummer. Casablanca, great film. It is a good film, absolutely. I remember laughing about Katrina. Weeks beforehand, they were building up other hurricanes that panned out to be nothing. I remember too. That's so true. They were building it up and they became nothing. They were nothing burger, nothing burger, nothing burger. And then when Katrina happened, they're like, everyone's got to go. You got a you got a mandatory evacuation, and people didn't evacuate. It was like the boy who cried wolf, wasn't it? it wasn't it, Nilf? It was like the boy who cried wolf. You agree about McCain? Yeah, me too. Yeah, thank you. It's the last one. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, we can start <laughs> we can start spoiling movies now. Well, Ingrid Bergman was in Casablanca. 
That's the spoiler. I'm not going to spoil. I don't spoil movies. Uh, it's Michael Jackson's birthday. I, I'm sure you've heard about him. Uh, what can you say about him? It's uh, this girl from Glee, uh, Liam Payne. I don't know who that is. Richard, Richard Attenborough. Yes, oh, Richard Attenborough. Richard Attenborough, he's famous. You know who he is, right? And then Charlie Bird Parker. Charlie Bird Parker is one of my favorite jazz musicians of all time. He played the alto sax. He was a pretty incredible guy. Style with faster tempos and improvisation based on harmonic structure. He was influential, influential in developing bebop. If you don't know about him, yes, you'll learn about him. Go over to your Alexa and say, uh, play me some Charlie Parker, Bird. They called him, they called him Bird because, well, lots of reasons, but some people say they called him Bird because he always ate fried chicken. Some people say they called him Bird because he flew like a bird. I don't know. Charlie Parker was one of the most uh, amazing, influential musicians to ever walk the earth. And, uh, you should listen to some of you never heard. If you never heard him, you should check him out. Bum, bum, ba -dum, bum, ba -dum. In the 1930s and 1940s, the jazz scene was closely associated with the drug, with drug abuse. After a car crash in his teens, Bird be had become addicted to morphine in the hospital. And after his release, heroin. Yeah. His erratic behavior throughout his career included a stay in the California Mental Hospital. Bird. Damn, I don't know what to say. I just like I like flash back to all the things about Charlie Parker because of uh, Jack Kerouac and all them. Always were so influenced. He influenced literature. He influenced everything. He was one of the most important people alive for a little while. You know, I, you know, Michael Jackson was a huge pop star, but did he influence like literary figures? Did he? Did he? Did people write differently because of what he did? He was just a pop star. He wasn't really a huge innovator. Like, he did some interesting things that were groundbreaking, but not, like, world-changing. Charlie Parker changed the world. That's what I like about him. Someone spoiled The Wizard of Oz for me the other day. Nobody gives people time to watch stuff. <laughs> and you were there? And you were there, too. Even Toto was there. <laughs> yeah. I thought his first, you thought Charlie Parker's David Park? You thought it was David? What are you talking about? Oh, David Attenborough. <laughs> David Attenborough's the guy who does the, uh, who does the, the, the earth, the, the slugs are mating for the first time in their lifetime. You're right. That's, that's David Attenborough. Richard Attenborough's the guy from Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Charlie Bird Parker. Who died today? Do we got any vegans in the house? Any vegans? Ingrid Bergman died on her birthday. Uh, Brigham Young, he died. You know, he, he went to Salt Lake City and he said, this is the place. And everyone said, this is the place. Hey, this is the place. Uh, of course, after they killed... Um, Joseph Smith, he took over the Mormons and marched them with their wheelbarrows from, from, from Illinois all the way down to Salt Lake City. And he said, the Salt Lake Valley, this is the place where we will live. And of course, it wasn't a state back then. They really liked that part about it. And they created um, Utah. Those Mormons, man, they did it. They really did it. Brigham Young. And still today, there's a Brigham Young University. It's a big, fancy university. It's been there for a long time. 
Say what you will about the Mormons. They got shit done, man. They were they were an organized group. Yes, they were. Lee Marvin. Man, I used to love Lee Marvin. We used to have a drink called the Dirty Dozen where you took 12 whiskeys, 12 whiskeys, and you mixed them together. Lee Marvin died in 1987. Man, I was just a little kid when he died. But man, when you when you grow up and you learn about Sam Peckinpah and some of these some of these directors, and you find out Lee Marvin was in, you know, he was in the movie called Dirty Dozen. That's why I said that. And Lee, uh, he was in a movie called Point Blank. Lee Marvin, it's a really cool, a really cool actor. He always played a badass. He looks like a badass even in that picture. He was cool. I always liked Lee Marvin. And Gene Wilder died in 2016. It was a great loss. You guys probably know him as the as as Willy Wonka in the Charlie in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. But um, he played the only Willy Wonka because in my mind, I haven't seen the Johnny Depp one. I'm never gonna watch it. I can't believe they did that. But Willy Wonka to me is G Gene Wilder. There's no one else who could play him. Good day, sir. I said good day, sir. And um. Gene Wilder also was in Blazing Saddles. He was in Young Frankenstein. He was in a ton of amazing Mel, Mel Brooks films. He was an innovator in comedy. He was in a bunch of movies with uh, with Richard Pryor. He was an incredible actor and and creator. And Gene Wilder had a bad day today. What did Gene Wilder die of? Let's find out. 2016, just old age, I guess. He was 83 years old, Alzheimer's disease. Oh, God, that sharp mind died of Alzheimer's? That's like my worst fear. Thank God veganism is supposed to... A lot of people say plant-based diet. Now, current studies are saying plant-based diet might be able to stave off the effects of Alzheimer's disease. And I hope to God they're right because nothing seems scarier to me than Alzheimer's. Like, all of a sudden, your brain is your enemy. And supposedly it's not like people go oh i've got a senior moment like i forgot where i put my keys alzheimer's is like you forget what keys are for you forget what keys are that is like and and that, and that you look at them and that you know you're supposed to know what they are oh god that's a this that's a fate worth worse than death in my eyes 83 years old Gene Wilder, the sharp, brilliant mind, died of Alzheimer's. God damn it. Well, maybe if he were vegan, maybe he wouldn't. I don't know. I hate to say I hate to say stuff like that. That's just too mean. But god damn, I hope they're right. I hope I hope these scientists are right that plant-based diets keep you from getting Alzheimer's. I hope they're right. God damn. Damn it. Scares the shit out of me. I hope you guys have a better day than Gene Wilder, who died of Alzheimer's today. Gene Wilder, God rest your soul. I wish you had been vegan. God damn it. R Young Frankenstein. Yeah, you remember him from Young Frankenstein. He was fantastic. Yeah, exactly. I remember him. Liked him. Oh, man, his shit. There's this scene in Blazing Saddles where he says, what do you expect? These people are the salt of the earth. They're the, they're the, we're in the American West. These are frontiersmen and pioneers. You know, morons. <laughs> and that that scene was all improvised. There's tons of that. The putting on the Ritz scene in Young Frankenstein was entirely made up by Gene Wilder. I'm kind of a amateur student of comedy, and uh, Gene Wilder wrote that scene. He said, "We need a musical scene in. We need a musical scene in Young Frankenstein." And Mel Brooks said, no, it's not going to be funny. And he said, we have to do it. It has to happen. 
And so they did the putting on the Ritz song with the monster. And it, put on the red! Oh my god. That's a spoiler for you. Spoiler for you if you haven't seen it. Sorry. But if you haven't seen it, it's a... Uh, I think it's free on HBO right now. I think it's on HBO. Because uh, Halloween's coming up. So if you haven't seen Young Frankenstein, it's one of the funniest movies you'll ever see, I think. It still holds up. still holds up. Why don't doctors tell people this? It's almost a crime. I totally agree, Jean. They should. Supremely funny. All casts are. Yep, I totally agree. Alzheimer's disease can be caused by some bacteria and mad cow disease. That makes sense, right? That makes perfect sense. I saw that I read an article today about this brain worm that lives in these python, the carpet python. And in Australia, someone was performing brain surgery and the brain surgeon found a worm in the brain, plucks out the worm. I saw the worm. It's a very small worm, it's, but it's long, skinny, small worm, skinny, long worm. And it was in a woman's brain. And it's like, it's the first time they've seen this parasite in a human. And to me, it's like, how would the parasite get from a python to a human? Think about that when you think about having a snake as a pet or doing something stupid like that. Don't interact with animals. You shouldn't be interacting with animals. The only reason we can interact with dogs and cats is because we pump them full of drugs, vaccines, and all the rest. When, 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 when are we going to learn dogs get heartworm? They get heartworm, guys. Heartworm. Do you want heartworm? Dr. Neil Barnard talks about veganism and how it helps against dementia and cancer. Lots of studies to support. Mark, I've been reading about that. Yeah, there was a whole TED talk about Alzheimer's and how the the fat and cholesterol from animals that you eat end up in your brain because your blood can't filter all of it. I'm sorry, those membranes can't filter all of it. And so it ends up in your brain causing plaque buildup where the connectors work. Oh, my God. That is one of the scariest things to me, guys. I swear to God, you want to talk about euthanasia? If I start forgetting what keys are, if I start forgetting, just fucking just do me in. Just do me in right away, please. Just do me in. Done. My brother-in-law suffered from vascular dementia, eventually killing him. Couldn't recognize his family. Referred to his son as that boy. Yeah, Michael, my grandfather died that way. That's how my grandfather died, was vascular dementia, where they, you're... you're your your arteries right here are starting to clog up and they're getting harder and so what ends up happening the, the blood flow to your brain starts starts diminishing you start having dementia my grand that's how my grandfather died he looked at me i was in seventh grade i went to go visit him there was my grandfather the proudest biggest man i'd ever known he was big tall like tall like me but like a barrel he's this big strong construction man you know like his hands were the size of just these massive paws, you know, like baseball catcher mitts. And he looks at me. He has no idea who I am, but he says, I'm coming around. I'm coming around. I'm coming around. And that was the last thing my grandfather said to me before he died. And it was tragic for me. It was the first time I ever, I ever knew someone who died. I don't spoil movies. It sounds like someone who, that spoils movies would say... <laughs> <laughs> I should do a I should do a vegan um review channel of movies and just say spoilers spoilers abound <laughs> stop alzheimer's 
plant-based vegan to present Alzheimer's. I love it. Yep. Ahoy. Eight centimeters. Brain worms in carpet pythons is the reason I don't like carpets. <laughs> stay close to the candles and stairs are dangerous. Indeed, sir. Type 3 died. Type 3 diabetes? Prevention of Alzheimer's. I've heard that too, that, that type 3 diabetes. Yeah. No brain worms, please. There you go. Plaque buildup. Yeah, exactly. I know a man from Guatemala who had worms in his brain from eating pig's flesh. He is well now, but still eats poor pigs. What are you talking about? If someone had, if I had worms in my brain from eating anything, I'd be like, never again, never again will I, will I, that pass my lips. Holy shit. They don't care about parasites in the animal's flesh they eat. More men, brain worms are everywhere. That scares the heck out of me. Spoil as many movies as you can when you travel with PETA. <laughs> that's what I'll do. I'll spoil every. That's what I'll do with movies. I'll spoil all the movies. All right. Well, guys, it's that time. It's time for vegan affirmation. This is an affirmation for vegans only. If you're not vegan, please uh, kindly FTO. No, FTO. Please GTFO. That's it. Carnies, I don't like you and good vibes should not be coming your way because you've got animals rotting in your belly. Little baby animals are rotting in your belly and that's why I don't want you to be on my channel. Please do not like, please do not subscribe. If you're vegan, like and subscribe and I'd love to get to know you. This is your daily affirmation for vegans only. I'm ready to experience more inner peace. Oh, God, that feels good just saying, man. I'm ready to experience more inner peace. Are you ready to experience more inner peace? I can access, I can access my stillness in order to let happiness rise from within. I can access my stillness. That's true. I have the Headspace app. I like to do the Headspace um, meditations to access my stillness. I don't know how you guys do it, but I'm big into meditation. There's a part of me that is always still and at ease. That's kind of true. You kind of access that, that higher self. I want to experience this aspect of myself more often. Yeah. I'm ready to befriend my peace and experience it more deeply than before. Befriend your peace. Experience it more deeply than before. I like that. I don't like the word aspect. I try to never use it because a professor once told me when you say aspect, it makes the reader think about looking at your own ass. So I don't like the component of myself. That quality of myself would, I think, have been a better term to use, a better word. But this writer used aspect. But to 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 access that aspect more frequently I think is something that we all need to do is access that inner peace maybe I maybe that's what I need to do when I read carny trolls you know and I go I, I get I get those meat flake trolls carnies then I'm like ah oh, take a deep breath and just send them a link to a documentary that might be the way to do it right I think that'd be the best way and then then I would then I can access my own inner peace and not get so upset and not be called a cyber bully by meat flakes little snowflake carnies that can't take it they can't take anything they could dish it out they'll call me all sorts of names on my own channel but if I say anything back they they flag me they report me so I think that's a good thing access my inner peace I like this. I like this idea. I hope that you do too. My name is Skyjack Morgan, and that is your daily affirmation for vegans only. Like and subscribe if you're vegan, but only if you're vegan. Like and subscribe. Thanks.
I have a meditation playlist of videos I made on my channel. Man, I love your music channel stuff, man. I love that. I wanted to, you know, what I love is like lo-fi vibes. One time I spent, I spent a long time listening to your music, um, Jason, on, on your channel because I really enjoyed some of it. I did. I did. Um, I want to, I'll, I'll check out your meditation playlist for sure. A hundred percent. I will. I, I love like, man, you're so good at that. You know what I would love <laughs> is like a channel for when I'm editing videos, like no vocals, just like those chill beats when I'm thinking, I'm thinking and I'm working animal rights zone out, <laughs> animal rights zone out, uh, easy vibes, low, low vibe, chill vibe, five for animal rights lovers. That's what I think you should do a protest. You should do it. That, that'd be a nice form of activism. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. Carney snowflakes. Exactly. Carney snowflakes. I don't like them at all. Thanks for the affirmation. You're right. You're welcome, vegan knave. Every day, baby. I love you, man. Uh, it looks quite big and it's alive. So professional worm people say BS. Huh? Which worm? What a professional worm? <laughs> My ass is fucking epic. In Gary Yarovsky's tag your it letter, he gives credit to a vegan chef for the ass bread segment. Really? <laughs> you you use the you you carve a hole in the chicken, you carve a hole in the turkey. You put bread into the ass of the turkey. You use the you use the the turkey's body as an oven. Now you eat ass bread. The way he talks, though, ass bread though. Chill lo-fi for vegans only. Yes, chill lo-fi for vegans only. I need that. I need that three-hour song, just three-hour mix. That's what I need. I would listen to that every day. Chill lo-fi for vegans only. Because, you know, they have chill lo-fi for sloths only. They have chill lo-fi for foxes only. Chill lo-fi for bears only. They have all these playlists out there. If you don't know about them, I'm, a, I'm addicted to lo-fi long boy uh, videos. I, I, I listen to those when I edit. I listen to those while I read, when I write. I'm listening to lo-fi all the time at my house. And so I, uh, I'm a big fan. I want, I want chill lo-fi for vegans only. That's what I want. We need Gary to come back. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll see him someday. But you know, don't forget, Gary Yarovsky, he was an, a, a PETA employee, guys. He was a PETA employee. So next time you talk so much trash on PETA, just remember, you're talking trash on Gary friggin' Yarovsky. And that, that's a Skyjack free fact. That's a Skyjack free fact, just for you. You gringos invented the horror show that is the turducken. <laughs> okay but you latinos invented the colombian necktie so you know you know what are you gonna do <laughs> you gringos invented the turducken well yes some gringos invented the turducken i'm sorry that that happened you're right but we're, we're horrible people what can we do tag is a children's game not a vegan's game yeah all right Guys, thank you so much for joining me. It's a minute. It's it's seven minutes past the hour. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Today, um, we will do a five o'clock show. I'm gonna try to. Uh, what I really want to do is watch AJ's shit. I want to watch a couple of videos with you guys at five p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I hope that you'll join me. I hope that no one else is in conflict with me this time. 
sometimes there's much bigger channels. I think they're trying to destroy me by going live at the same time I go live. Could that be a thing? I think Vegan Gains is, is trying to kill me. I think he's trying to censor me. I think he's trying to, I think I'm, I'm getting real paranoid, guys. I think he's trying to censor me. Yeah. I'm just joking, of course. Please don't take that seriously. I must be the only vegan in the village who doesn't care for Yurovsky or PETA. <sighs> Lateral Alice, I would recommend checking out Gary Yurovsky's interviews. His his speeches, I'm not I'm not a huge fan. I, I a lot of people love it, and I and I love you for loving it. Anyone who loves Gary Yurovsky's speeches, awesome. I think the content's wonderful. I his delivery, I cannot get past. It's hard for me. But his interviews, holy shit, man. He puts the hammer down. I wish I wish Piers Morgan would interview Gary Yurovsky today. That's all I wanted. I wish Gary Yurovsky would come out of retirement for one day, for one day, to meet with Piers Morgan, and then he could fade away again. That's all I want. That's all I want for Christmas is Gary Yurovsky to go on Piers Morgan and talk for 30 minutes. That's all I want. I think that would be... That would be uh, really epic. But other than that, you know, his interviews are pretty amazing. Uh, a la Wally Blue. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Good. Thank you, Cole. V is for victory. V is for vegan comedy. Thank you so much. Guys, I appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you at 5 p.m. Thanks. It's so hard to not abuse animals. So I do want to mention really quickly, I forgot to mention, thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. I forgot to mention you. I love you, Patreon. I love you, all you channel members. You are legends. Thank you. Thank you for making this dream come true. My dream is to make stuff for vegans. Speaking of making stuff for vegans, tomorrow at 5 p.m., we have the one and only Larry Azevedo, who is running for president as a vegan. He's the first openly vegan person running for president. He's got such an incredible story that I can't wait for him to share with you. That's going to be a really special episode. That's tomorrow at 5 p.m. right here. On Thursday, we have Kirsten Maryland joining us. She was at a protest this weekend that got a little out of hand. So I'm really excited about her to tell that story. And then on Friday, we have the one and only Chase Avior, who is a a legendary animal rights activist that has uh, inspired lots of animal rights activists. So I hope that you'll you'll check him out and you'll you'll come see me. In the meantime, guys, please, I've changed the uh, on veganofcourse.net. I've changed the shipping. So if you're anywhere in the world, it, it ships worldwide now. I've finally figured out how that works. So please go to veganofcourse.net. Pick yourself up an activist shirt. I, I would be and then take a picture, take a video of yourself doing it. I would love to post more of you guys wearing that stuff. A lot of people have bought shirts but haven't sent me any pictures. So please, that would be amazing. And I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. 
think oh yeah you're right dennis kusinis ran for president you're right you're right antonio i stand corrected nice 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 um let's go chase yeah chase avio is going to be here on friday so wednesday is larry asvedo and um thursday's kirsten and friday is chase so thank you guys illegitimate non-carburetum don't let the bastards grind you down i need you vegans the animals need you and we need each other so let's keep going thank you so so much